Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. <laughs> Do not panic, we are women. I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones, and this is the Tryhards podcast. I wonder how many people have switched off now that they've realised it's two women talking about rugby. <laughs> This podcast was born on a 22-hour flight back from Australia. When the uh, film selection isn't very good, you end up talking absolute nonsense to each other. When you, uh, when you ask to change seats so you can sit next to each other and annoy everyone around you. People hated us on that flight home. Uh, Nolly and I were in Sydney a couple of weeks ago and whilst we were there, talked about the fact that there isn't a women's rugby podcast Um and when we say women's rugby, we don't mean about women's rugby per se. Um, we don't women mean in rugby. Women, women in, rugby. in rugby. But also, it's more about... I don't, don't think this is going to be about women's rugby because it is, and I love it because I played it for so long. Um, however, it's going to be about everything. And hopefully, we shall be giving you a different perspective um, because it's coming from two girls rather than two... Uh, Two boys, which is most Absolute of the podcast at the moment. Absolutely, most of the podcast, and I, I think it's probably fair to say that most of the rugby audience um, is men, but there are plenty of women. We both know that from our time in the sport, uh, be it working or playing. There's so many female rugby fans out there who, hopefully, this will appeal to them. So, and some blokes as well, because maybe we can find you a man, LJ. <laughs> <laughs> Any listeners who are keen. <laughs> Send you a CV slash photo via Instagram. Cool. Cheers. Yeah. We'll. Uh, I'm not sure what our Twitter account is, but when we work that out, we'll uh, we'll promo that. Um, the so yeah, that's the point of the podcast. That's what our idea behind it is. We're going to bring you a bit of chat, bit of rugby analysis from the Queen of the Norses herself. No, actually, it's because I thought it'd be a good idea to get somebody involved that can do producing. <laughs> and um you know, I mean to be fair you are pretty skillful you connected two mics up to a laptop and all that um and then you made out that you it was really complicated because you had to sync the systems or something <laughs> don't pretend you've got any idea what I did I don't hence why if we're I working together them, if I unplugged them you haven't wouldn't have a clue basically Nolly wanted to have a podcast that she was the star of but she doesn't have any of the technical know-how to put that together herself so definitely didn't that's not fair and don't start rumors Laura we are two halves of a whole when it comes to this podcast and it's going to be uh, probably a bit of fun for both of us we get on very well make each other laugh obnoxiously I think most, I think most of it is laughing at each other's um, failings incompetencies massively I think that's fair 
I think, you know, I'm actually going to tell the listeners when we were in Sydney a couple of weeks ago, I'm not sure if we've mentioned we were in Sydney a couple of weeks ago, but when we were in Sydney a couple of weeks ago, I decided to help. You said that three times. I know, just to really reinforce what jet set lifestyles we both lead. Um, I decided when Nolly got in, the best thing I could do to help her with her jet lag and keeping her up was to take her to Bondi Beach where she'd never been before. So took her to see the icebergs, the iconic icebergs club. And then got on the beach and I thought, have I made a grave error of judgment coming to a beach in my bikini with an international athlete? I needn't have worried. Former. Former. Slightly softer on the edges now. I needn't have worried. I've never seen someone look so unnatural in the sea in my life. I'm actually a water baby, hence water man. I'm not a water man, obviously, because I'm a woman. But um, no, what what happened was... Obviously, very jet lagged. Hadn't slept for probably about 36 hours. She takes me to old Wave Central. And the first one, which was a lot stronger than I was anticipating, took my pants down, which I then ducked under the water. Didn't think about the consequences of other waves coming. So the secondary one was the killer blow that basically, well, it nearly drowned me, but obviously LJ being a friend stood there and laughed at me I thought she'd actually gone back on the beach because I couldn't see her anywhere and then her little I couldn't see either my yellow raisin head just bobbed out of the water oh no she's she's still here so anyone who's a big fan of Bondi Rescue hopefully that'll make an episode uh, later in the year but we had had some fun in Sydney we did you got a um so the next so the next day after we've done some prep for the commentary and whatever the producing stuff that you do um no I, I actually have still have no idea even though she tells me that she can do all sorts of things and by the sounds of things and by the looks of things she is actually quite good at it no idea i'm sure she'll tell you Nors. um we went off hand in hand to bondi inc to get miss lj jones a tattoo she ended up with toilet tissue on her boobs. It's actually a kitchen roll. Kitchen roll, folded nicely. Um, Masking tape. With a guy called Gareth Davies. We'd gone all the way around the world. She found the only Welsh guy on Bondi Beach. I now actually have, interesting fact. He actually wasn't Welsh though, was he? No, he wasn't Welsh. And, and he w- didn't enjoy the fact that I was like, you must be Welsh, your name's Gareth Davies. Um, I've actually got a 100% record of having people called Gareth Davies at my tattoos because the first one I had... Um, Gareth Davis Wales Scrum Half was present with his dog. Pete. This is the type of Nors chat that just makes me laugh because I genuinely think she actually told me earlier on a dog walk. I'm digressing here, but she told me earlier that dogs with blue eyes tend to be deaf. That's a true story. Um, Nolly's mum's actually a vet, so we'll be possibly I will be getting d- her to dial in on a Skype her. chat um, at some point just to confirm that. Anyway, um, what else did we do in um, Australia? We we were actually there for the Sydney Sevens. Yeah, so we worked. Um, I commentated on the women's series, which was really super cool. First time I've done it with World Rugby. And first time I've been out on the World Series, actually. I was at the World Cup uh, in San Francisco, which was a treble amazing. But yeah, working with the media team was awesome. Um, and there were some decent sevens. It was good. It was, do you know what? It was, um, so it's the third event on the Women's World Series this year so far this season um and it's really interesting because i think from the outside looking in interesting for who <laughs> interesting for everyone and i think that's the thing it's really it's really easy to from the outside looking in to think that the black ferns are just steamrolling this world series and they've won each of the three events mate they had 
pretty much a starting seven not there because of injury and they smashed yeah. everybody so that you know they're missing Portia Woodman who's had a really horrendous Achilles injury and I'm really glad to see that Portia's on her way back she was actually out there in Sydney with us yeah um and she's trying her hardest to get as fit as she can as quickly as she can Kelly Brazier was also missing um who is the greatest she's the absolute goat as far as I'm concerned two 15s world cups two sevens world cups a hero um gosh absolute gush but now she uh, Kelly in my opinion I mean Portia is incredible she's a great girl as well first time I properly chatted to her which was really cool to catch up um but I catch think... up you'd never met her before what were you catching up about well we were catching up about the sevens weren't we <laughs> all right triad um Kelly in my opinion Kelly Brazier is I think the most all-rounded player in the world and I know that's a big statement but she's got a running game a step um, which obviously I think is good. Um, a passing game that's very, very unselfish and at the same time kicks the ball sweet um, in spaces when they're left. So she makes it incredibly hard to play against when she's in the middle of the field, either it be sevens or in like 10, 12 shirt for the Black Ferns. I was really pleased to see last year when the um, NZRU put their try of the year award nominees out in December they'd included loads of super rugby stuff and all black stuff but the one that people were raving about was Kelly's try in the Commonwealth Games yeah, but that was gold medal ridiculous. match ridiculous that was ridiculous I mean it was extra time yeah no it had gone into extra time hadn't it, it Cassie Stables extra... had put the ball off the park and oh, it had gone yeah, to yeah, extra time right. yeah and um yeah didn't she run like it was about 60 or 70 metres solo effort. Yeah, and, and I think that's what's really interesting. She had Dom Dutois chasing her down, who's one of the young Aussies. I think Dom's about 22. I don't even think she's that. I think she's about 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she has got absolute wheels. And, and Kelly just smoked her. Absolutely smoked her. Yeah. No, I mean, to be fair, the Black Ferns are in a decent position. Um, they had a good final against Australia, but pulled away in the end. Michaela Blyde got... What a hat trick, I think, in the final. Too easy for her. Yeah, it kind of is. and But I think that's the interesting thing. It's really, you can look at the World 7 Series this year and think, well, what's the point? The Black Ferns are, are you know, going off on their own. But the point is that this year is Olympic qualifying year. And it's really interesting watching what Canada are doing, USA are doing, and, and Ireland going top four. Can I just point out that... Eldo's punching the air currently when she's listing these countries. Just so passionate about the women's seven series. You, mate, you are. Um, I'm going to mention, and you haven't mentioned it, Ireland, first ever cup semi. Um, Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, no, it was awesome. And they are a really, really good bunch of girls. Um, I actually remember playing them when we were professional back in about 2015. And a lot of them were new to sevens and I'm not going to lie, they were pretty poor. They've um, used a really interesting talent ID program because you've got the likes of... So, um, she's I'm absolutely peeing herself at me because I take this so seriously. Lucy Mulhall, who's the Irish captain, comes from a Gaelic sports background. Louise Galvin, who's like my favourite person on tour. I literally love apart Louise. From me. Apart, apart from Nolly. Um, love Lou Galvin. She's, she's a former basketball player. Do you know that? Yeah, because I read the notes on the commentary... Um, I don't. I don't memorize all of them like you clearly have. They're a good bunch of girls, and they did really well. I think. But they, also, special mention: oh, Eve Higgins, nineteen years old. Oh yeah, unbelievable. Superstar. Yeah, she's class. Um, like awesome running game. I think if she can introduce um a little bit more distribution, I think she'll. 
pull players around here, there and everywhere because she's already got a step, great running A little game. bit naive as well, perhaps. Um, well, you're going to be at 19 and she's going to, like, she is running through people, but it's just adding extra strings to a bow that I think will make her someone a bit more like Kelly. And that, you know, Kelly's a senior player now. She must be 30 something. Oh, she, she is. She's married now. She is um, married. Congratulations, Kelly. Well, I'll tell you what, one other thing to mention before we move off of the sevens. Um, Nolly, obviously, very old. When she arrived at the team hotel, the girls looked petrified that this <laughs> old woman was turning out for England on the weekend. You could see the confusion no, in the faces a... of the Aussie girls, um, that was which because... we all had a bit, little, little bit of a lol about. No, that was because I went upstairs. So I arrived and all the England girls were going out to training. So I had a good chat with them. That was awesome. Um, they were in good nick and enjoying their trip because they'd been to Hamilton the week before. Anyway, went upstairs and caught the lift straight back down again. And LJ, no, not LJ, that's you. I'm <laughs> looking at you. You didn't meet me in the lift. I didn't. Because you don't coach England Sevens. James t- Bailey coaches James England. Bailey does. You would love to coach them, wouldn't you? Uh, I can imagine you Just in give a, me a crest and a cap. Nause. I'd probably wear a visor, but yeah, go on. God. Um, like Nick Wakeley, he coaches in a visor. Yeah, that's well, where that's Welsh. my inspiration. Anyway, um, James Bailey and I walked down into reception again and um, all the Australian girls were there and I think there was a few French girls and maybe a couple of Russians and they were completely confused by the fact that this veteran was hobbling because I'd been on a flight for quite some time, (laughs) um, potentially coming back into the fold. But luckily for them i wasn't i was just talking about them saying how wonderful they all were the ironic thing is though over the course of the weekend the try ironic as welsh as you can ironically (laughs) ironically ironically the try of the weekend in the women's sevens was scored by a papau new guinea player who's even older than nolly rama and she out burned michaela blight anybody that loves a good old person try <laughs> now nah, she she if you she go on the gassed. world rugby youtube page or on their social media pages it's in seven of the best from sydney and it is worth a look she hasn't got a gum shield in she's like hanging out her mouth she does this dive forwards roll absolutely brilliant and then unfor- i mean she, unfortunately she got injured against england she uh she was out then uh with a bit i think she must have failed at hia yeah she did um of course you know um and uh yeah but she was brilliant it was actually really good and and then um, Paul Titchens is coaching PNG. He's yeah, the, the son of the the great Sir Gordon. And what was even better is every time he got mentioned, uh, every time he got interviewed, clearly they mentioned his dad, and you could see how much it wound him up. Yeah. So I think if I ever meet him, I might just. But he calls his dad Sir Gordon. He doesn't refer to him as dad, or like my dad. He, he's like Sir Gordon. I find that a bit weird. Don't I know, know you, you call your dad Big Jim. So. Yeah, I call my dad Big Jim. So yeah, it doesn't. Maybe that's fair. All right, unfair from me then. Um, so England didn't go, didn't go great guns in Sydney. Disappointing tournament for them. Great to see Meg Jones back. Meg was class. Welsh, um, really. She's got a Welsh. She's got. Yeah, she was Welsh. She's now English. Proclaiming <laughs> her. Now she, uh, mum's English, grandparents are English. Um, Welsh speaker went to Glantaf. Yeah. So uh, uh, brilliant. She's had come back from an ACL and. She was brilliant, um, real live wire for England. Um, they will be very disappointed with how they did, I'm sure. Um, they came 10th in the end and played some really good stuff, played amazingly against the Black Ferns, didn't take the opportunities, which I think would have made the game a lot closer, well, obviously, because they would have scored points. <laughs> That's how well, rugby works, yeah. Nolly. Game of two halves. Um, 
And um, only one winner. <laughs> actually, what happens if they draw? This was a pool like stage. Like your sister. That's a classic Graham Simmons I don't know quote. What? Former former Sky reporter Graham Simmons used to always say it's Let like it kissing go. your sister. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't have a sister. Anyway, I've got stepsisters. All right, you're getting weird okay. now. Um, okay, so yeah, England were disappointed. Um, however, back at home, the 15s have done well. 15s well, girls have done really well. Um, Jess Breach and Emily Scarrett from the 7s to the 15s. Yeah, and Natasha Hunt as well, Mo. Of course. Um, three of them have come back. Uh, Ireland didn't turn up in Ireland and put 50 points on them. Um, that was a bit disappointing, to be honest, because every time I've gone over there, it's been like a really tough fixture. And speaking to some of the girls, to be fair, they actually said it was pretty tough because those girls hit you hard. Um, but they just couldn't cope with um, the the intensity of the, the English girls, like especially in defence. Um, and then this weekend... France, um, like the male counterparts, didn't turn up in the first half and were down 24-0. They actually won the second half. France won the second half 26-17. But you wouldn't have thought it because England had already run away with it. Um, I really enjoyed your um, your Sky column, actually, uh, last week about uh, the kicking game and how that really informed the result in uh, Castle Park. Yeah, Sky's, like, Sky's coming back to the 15s. Um, it was really classy, actually. A couple of big spiral kicks uh, down into the left-hand corner. I don't know what Bujard was doing in the f- uh, at 15, because she's normally a really classy player herself. Had an absolute stinker. I mean, she should have been shepherd-hooked after about 15 minutes. <laughs> um, Skaz, brilliant, drilling the kicks. And also, uh, they opened the score... Like, well, they would have opened it with one of the best tries I've seen in a long time, Shifted the ball from a right-hand scrum. Sarah McKenna, who's in the fullback shirt now. Great friend, great player. Absolutely carved up in the edge. And then got pulled back because um, Poppy Leach, the seven, held in uh, Menage. So the, uh, the opposition She owes her a beer. Pardon? She owes her a beer. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, it actually opened up with um, penalty advantage. Katie... Daly McLean did a crossfield and uh, Jess Breach Ooh. took it nicely. Oh, what yeah, a try. it was sweet. It was really sweet. And that, to be honest, is. I'm the a difference. massive Jess Breach fan, so loved seeing that. Yeah, loved she's good. I, I think she's classy finisher um, and she showed some good defence actually on the weekend. Um, she's a really nice girl, really lovely. And I think didn't really find her feet in 15s. She did get a Commonwealth bronze, which is pretty cool. Um, but I think 15s is where she's going to develop and grow. And I know. Rach um, Burford at Quinn's is really looking after her, uh, making sure that you know she's getting as much ball as possible and and developing her game. Um, so it'd be good to see how she goes. But because you, you've got Lydia Thompson in the wings, yeah, she was well. In my opinion, I think she's the best winger that England have. She is electric. Scored a hat trick in the autumn. Unfortunately, um, injured her shoulder in the last game, and she's out still with that shoulder injury and won't make it back. I don't think for the Six Nations. So it's a good opportunity for Jess. You've also got Abby Dow. Um, fellow wasp Kelly Smith and you've got Kelly Smith on the other side yeah so so, uh, so obviously four doesn't go in it's because she's so old four doesn't go into two so what do you think is Stu Middleton's ideal wing options there um, I think with Kelly and Jess you've got absolute gas yeah. and you've real got pace. yeah real real pace um, and with Abby, she is a more of an all-rounder. So she's strong in defence, strong ball carrier, far more physical. 
Um, I really loved playing alongside uh, Abby. I do at club, but she's been out actually quite a lot of this season, so I ha- she hasn't really had loads of game time. Um, great girl, very quirky. Right. She's um, doing Weird. engineering. Huh? You're obsessed with this. She's doing, <laughs> she's doing an engineering degree at Imperial. She got well, first. Right, when we first, were away, no, Nolly told me this about six times. Let me t- I, I'm so impressed, right? So she, yeah, one of the hardest universities. Not even, I don't really know about engineering degrees, but she, <laughs> is, um, she got a first in her first year and is in the top, I think she said the top 5% in her year, bearing in mind there's probably like a hand, only a handful of girls on this course. I think it's brilliant. And she balanced that alongside playing rugby. Obviously, I made her look a lot better than obviously she she was the st- yeah. last season. Nah, jokes. She's great. Um, yeah, so England, a good place. I think it's a shame really that France didn't turn up because I would have loved that to be a proper crunch match and it wasn't. Do you think it was... Because they're balanced, they, they do welcome a few of their sevens players back to fifteens. Do you think that if they'd been there, it would have helped things, or do you think that they're just nowhere? They're just off the pace. The sevens players would have made a huge difference because Marjorie Mayan hits like an absolute steam train. I've genuinely, when was it? Twenty sixteen. I was on the sideline. I'd broken my cheek, and I was waiting. It was a double header, so the week after I was going to be or double leg, so I was going to be playing. And I w- was sat in the sat in the stands with Sarah McKenna, and France were playing Ireland. Marjorie Mayans tackled one of the girls. I, I absolutely ended a proper peach. The French, uh, the Irish girl, was sick on the field, and it was half time. And the the um, Irish physio slowly sauntered over. It's like she was picking up dog poo. Had to scoop it up off the oh. floor, um, and then it was play on. Um, Oh. The Irish girl got up, and, but yeah, she's an absolute steam train, so she plays in the back row for them. And I think the biggest one uh, missing is Jessie Tremulio, World Player of the Year last year. She's a little bit nonchalant when she plays, um, but she's got one of the biggest kicking games, and she also um, kicks uh, for goal like a dream. Yeah. And um, That was the point of difference between the two sides, wasn't it? Oh, Bourgeois, she... She missed um, touch from three penalties. And it, that's an absolute stinker in that game. You you can't do it, um, especially when their line-out catch and drive is so dominant. Yeah. And they could have really ramped up the pressure against England, but they didn't. And it was just disappointing from... I mean, they, they scored some... Well, they scored 26 points in the second half, but some of them, they were really... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So the rest of the Six Nations is going to be a bit of a cakewalk for England women now, isn't it? Do you think that, so as it stands, the women's and under 26 nations mirror the men's senior Six Nations. Do you think the women's Six Nations, it's now got its own sponsors on board, Every game is being televised. Do you think that the game should be scheduled differently so that the game that is going to be the big game, the Grand Slam decider, is the last game? Because if you look at the way the men's was scheduled, it does look like Wales Island was almost set up that way because expectation, looking at how it finished last year, that would be the big one. (laughs) No big deal. So do you think the women's deserve to have that crescendo? I think they do. And I think that it doesn't really matter that we play the same fixtures as the men's because we play quite often different stadiums, different days. Um, we don't do a lot of joint press around it. I mean, obviously, it makes it easier with the press because it's we can say we're mirroring the men's. But yeah, I think the last game has got like it's really interesting because it's the second game in, and you you win by comfortably. It's a bit like oh well, it's won, and. I can imagine as one of those players, the girls that play for England are going to go, well, I wonder what they're going to do with the selection now. Yeah. So they've they've earned the selection, they've earned the starting shirt against France, and then all of a sudden you've got three games that are probably going to be a lot easier, and therefore they're going to get rotated because they can, and that always used to really, really annoy me as a player with England because we were so dominant against most nations until you meet the likes of France, Canada, um, sometimes America, um, depending on if they got their sevens players and also New Zealand. We could put out a lot younger side and still win that. Yeah. So you're training to be the best in the in your country to eventually try and be the best in the world. And you might not get that starting shirt because they need to give opportunities to others. Yeah. And I, get, I think that you need to give opportunities for others, but it's like a really, it's a strange balance for our team, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I don't think happens in the men's game really at all. Do you think there's any risk of complacency now for the rest of the tournament with England? I mean, they do now face their three weakest tests. I don't and f- I don't mean that in any disrespect. You know, Italy beat Scotland yeah, in, I don't in think week Italy one. Italy are going to be... Italy are a really, really gnarly team to play. Um, they haven't finished their opportunities very well this tournament. So um, against Scotland, they actually butchered a load of stuff in the first half, ran away with it in the second. Against, <laughs> against Wales, 3-3. Three, three. Um, that was a thriller. It was a thriller. I'll tell you um, what, I did the voiceover for BBC for that on the weekend and... 
it's rare that I am lost for words, but I didn't have a huge amount to say about that one. Uh, good defence from Wales at the end. Um, oh, one thing we have to talk about. Jazz Joyce and the greatest try she never scored. Yeah, it was a... It To be fair, it was going to be an absolute cracker. Worldy. Um, she... She's so quick. I used to call her Randall. You remember Monsters Inc? That little purple <laughs> rat bag that like skims around everywhere. It's because if you actually look at Jazz, she's got no hips either. No, she obviously got hips because everyone's got. She's hips. like a bit of string, isn't she? Yeah, but she's like those so things quick. you see outside car garages that they put the wind through. She's like Thanks no bones. Devastation. I do remember it. <laughs> There's no um, visuals for people at home. Um, she's waving her arm. Um, Jazz, and she, she's a great girl, and I know that she's so passionate about being part of the Welsh side and. You know, she was great to have on tour. Her and Abby Brown were besties um, on on tour uh, for a couple of games. Uh, well, for Rio. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say a couple of games, but it's not games in sevens, it's tournaments. Um, yeah, so it was a shame, really, because that was such such a great try. Um, but yeah, forward pass from... Uh, El Snowsill on her 50th cap as yeah, well. Yeah, really good. Um, again, a really lovely player. Played alongside her at um, Bristol. She's my neighbour. Is she? Yeah. She's really lovely. Um, got a lot of time for Snowy. Um, and It's nice to yeah. see her back in the Wales squad, the Six Nations, because she wasn't there in the autumn. And I do think she adds that seniority and, and she definitely has a, a, a big impact on them. And last weekend, after they'd, they'd had a pretty miserable time in France, not just the fact they'd lost the game, they'd had delayed flights, they'd end up playing the, the, the day that they got there. It was a really awful trip. And last weekend, to come back you know three all and i saw actually sue and lily crap put online that um she'd had a bit of bit of jip on twitter people saying it's not good enough and stuff now italy had beaten scotland the weekend before the girls were going to italy back to back away games the boys i think this is you know the juxtaposition the senior men's team had flown to paris played the game there then they went on a week-long road trip through nice to have training camps and stuff then arrived in rome to play the game the girls fl- were Meant to go out to France, delayed, ended up travelling the day they played, came back, worked a week, trained around their jobs, and then flew back out to Italy. And that draw on paper, three all, you know. They haven't, won, they haven't beaten uh, Italy for the last four years. Exactly. Yeah, it, like, to be fair, to come away with the, the draw, um, obviously they could have come away with a win if Jazz's uh, try had been um, allowed. <sighs> I think, to be honest, the criticism for me, and I, I, I haven't seen it, but it'd probably be around the fact it was 3 all. But yeah. that comes down to, and you spoke about the kicking game, it came down to the fact that um, both teams, I mean, Italy are renowned for, they've got like a bit of a random kicking game. It works for them. The ball bounces everywhere, doesn't it? The joys of that egg shape. But Wales just overplayed in the wrong areas of the field. Yeah. And Dufke, um how do you say her surname? Who will? Howell. Howell. Oh, it's just Howell. Okay, I thought it was something like that. <laughs> I love the fact you m- nailed her first name, Devgy, and then, how do you say her surname? <laughs> um, she had a massive, big left boot. Not playing now. Oh, is she playing? Is she retired? Or is she just having a break from international? She's not playing international. Okay, so... Um, also you know, my neighbour. Having her and Snowy um, on the field, both of them could kick well. Um, yeah, it just seemed to miss having that and they played overplayed the wrong parts of the field which is really difficult you can't I mean apart from Jazz who can score from anywhere clearly as she showed um, just too many errors and it's just really frustrating I just I just really want I I mean it's hard because I'm I mean I can kick I can kick all right, but I never did and I 
made a quicker made a career from not kicking but the game's moving forward at a rate of knots and it i feel like um we've actually gone back about four years because some of the key kickers have left the game but it's really interesting I, i'll circle back again I, I mentioned earlier on your sky sports rugby column and i would implore people to go and have a read of that because i found it really illuminating and really educational in terms of of the way that the kicking illuminating illuminating um really like cast a light on something the way that the the kicking game differs between the, the men's and women's um and the fact that it is so poor in the women's game and there's a line in there i think you say something about um you know girls don't grow up kicking a ball and they're being taught from scratch so um you can be taught to kick off both feet you know it's it's not a case of of just teaching what you're used to and improving a skill that you're used to which is what happens when boys come through rugby and it reminded me of something that Tim Walsh the Olympic gold medal coach for Australia said to me that when he had taken over that role um with Australia women's that he'd ask the girls to kick a ball and they'd be like how but to him, it was kind of an absolute natural for women. It isn't. Yeah, no, I grew up with brothers and I genuinely didn't. I don't know. We didn't really play that much football, but I didn't. Ev- I did everything that they did, including full contact smash rugby league in the garden one on one. But I didn't I didn't kick the ball. And so I wasn't a natural kicker. And even just learning how to strike a ball. Um, it, yeah, it's hard to do and people like you say boys do it from an early age so they just don't find it trouble i mean i'm laughing basically the other day i did an event with um quilter and we're down at st neots which um had won the champions um award uh brilliant club like loads of amazing stuff going on down there and um steve the producer was like right so this the start of it is going to be talking about flats using um the online um coaching um, skills cl- like master classes because that's what they do down there it's like it is super cool because they use like the iPads and stuff very technological yeah um and he said so you know we're going to mock it up flats you know you're going to kick the ball it's not be great nolly you then nudge it over I genuinely took me 11 times stood in front of the post <laughs> to kick the ball flats I don't think I said to flats I can't kick the ball and he went oh yeah yeah and I said no I genuinely can't drop kick I never have done and he I think he just thought like any boy oh when you say you can't kick I can't nudge it 25 30 meters in the air yeah and you know along whatever i honestly it was the most embarrassing it was cringe um but i mean like everyone most men's teams will have like a proper second row who fancies themselves as you know a kind of you know eels kind of oh yeah i'm, I'm gonna take them it, it's yeah and, that, it and it, i think as an girls. international fullback genuinely people will be like of course you can kick the ball and i can kick it and i did you know and i've got a bit of a variety i can put the ball on the floor and giselle my coach at was is like last year put me in at 13 to do a couple of cross fields and stuff like awesome and a lot of it probably comes down to the fact that I don't have the confidence to do it under pressure yeah because I don't want to get it wrong um and yeah but going back to that it was genuinely I was like as much as I was laughing I was also fully dying inside and just I'm lucky that flats (laughs) is one a good guy two can laugh at you and with you at the same time um (laughs) and three all of the all of the filming crew were patient (laughs) wow so next up england travel to the arms park um to face wales in cardiff 
um, the, the gulf between those two teams, um, resource, contracts, everything, you know, uh, uh, headlines and certainly will be in the aftermath because it's probably a safe assumption that it's it will be a cricket score um, on England's behalf. I think that the the English pack and the line speed that they've been working on under Blaze um, in defence is just going to suffocate Wales. I don't think their skill set is going to be good enough to shift the ball. Um, interestingly, watching Wales France, they defended France really, really well. And when they got when Wales got line speed on France, it put them under pressure. Um, I think that they need to go in with confidence. So a few years ago, like two years ago, we went to Arms Park and um, they'd obviously decided that they wanted to change their defensive strategy. So they were going for flat four up, which is fine um, if you commit to it. Um, and as a 15, it puts you under a bit more pressure because obviously you've got a winger that's coming up into you, probably on your outside. It's harder. It should be a two-on-one and for everyone looking at it, it's like, give it to the winger. Um, but actually, the um, you get like... It's harder. Anyway, the girls playing on the wing um, just came up and then started to back off. So it was like a half and half. They yeah. obviously weren't buying fully into what they wanted to do. It is hard when you get given a new defensive structure if you're not used to it. And I and I understand that. But we put a lot of points on them in that outside channel because of it. Um, if they employ that and commit to it, is that how they will... Um render the the kicking game from England maybe a, a little bit less effective do you think if they pressure them like that or that's the headline is England's kicking game was superb how how are they gonna counter that it's hard because to be fair England have got a decent all-round game yeah. um, they've got a run game they've got a passing game they've got a kicking game with Katie and Skaz on the field they've got like two kickers that can really dominate um, and Skaz relieves a lot of pressure for Katie because she has got such a big kick she can play out the back and then just get a little bit more distance but I would be interested I don't think that uh, both of them will start I really? think maybe um, they might go for Zoe Harrison at 10 um, potentially look at bringing in uh, Karis Williams um, she plays at 13 um, and she played in the autumn did really well um, for her first couple of caps still got a lot you know still got a lot to learn as an international player mm-hmm. um, but I think maybe that's a good fixture for her the only problem is is if you make wholesale changes that team hasn't played together they want to go out they want to play really well well, that was um, maybe some of the issue that the Wales men faced last week in Italy. There were so many changes to that squad and I think people thought that Wales would go out and they were certainly looking for the bonus point, didn't get it. And maybe that's the issue when you make so many changes. Do you think that, you know, we're not in a World Cup year, we're, we're in a World Cup cycle, but we're certainly some time out from the next Women's World Cup. Do you think Simon Milton at this point won't care if he doesn't get Grand Slam in this Six Nations? He's won the two big ones. They're the ones that matter. At this point, is he building towards the next World Cup? He um, wants to win the Grand Slam, 100%. And you can't, like, it's not that you would go light or easy against any of the other teams because they are actually good teams. However, um, we've got really good girls waiting in the wings and players that are on our bench or haven't even made our team. I mean, you look at the fact that Rachel Burford wasn't included at the weekend. Like, for me, she had to be in that squad in yeah. terms of her experience. And, you know, Tatiana is a great up-and-coming player. I coached her. Um, just saying at Hartbury. Uh, owes everything to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, she is really talented and she was sandwiched between Katie and Skaz. You know, did make some defensive errors just in terms of some of her reads because she is so new to international rugby. I think it's like, what, a fifth cap. But um, 
you've got someone like Rachel Burford, 80 odd caps, like not even included in the squad. Yeah. And yet they put 40 odd points on France. So you, it, like that's the type of depth that we've got yeah. in compared to other nations. And I suppose the only depth that I am would, I think he has to develop is behind Katie Daly-McLean. Um, Zoe Harrison is a good player. I don't think she's played well internationally yet. I don't think she... Um, well, Katie Daly-McQueen... McQueen, I did this two times this morning as well. Well, Katie Daly-McLean be at the next <laughs> World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, you know what? I'd love to see her there. She's really old. How old um, will she be? Uh, four... No, 30. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how old is she now? 33, I think, this year. So how many years away are we? Two. 35. That's old, eh? It is. I, I'd be really intrigued to see whether Katie continues. Um, I actually think that she's playing some of the best rugby. Yeah. And that might be because she's thinking I might be done at the end of this year. So she's playing with the freedom that I probably played with last year. Um, but at the same time, she's like a fine wine, getting better. Yeah. And she's got a kicking game and an all-round... Like she, she's bringing other players into the game now. Um, like... And, and, and doing awesome and, and, and really pulling the strings for England. So I think what they need to do, and they, they have to really work at it, with Meg Jones and Helena Rowland's gone to sevens, they have to look at their 10 options. Um, because anything happens to Katie now, if this was a World Cup year, they'd, they'd be struggling. They'd be stuffed, yeah. All right, quick word on the other game. So Scotland host France. Um, you'd expect France to bounce back pretty quickly. Yeah, they'll be fine. Um, they'll have I'm those sevens players back as well. We'd assume after a rest week. Um, potentially. Spoke to Shannon Izar over in uh, Sydney, and she said that they're not being picked because they're not playing fifteens for club. So it'd be interesting. interesting. I don't know how true. I don't know whether she understood me. It was a little bit French. Um, <laughs> I uh, might have translated that. Nolly, you wrong. are so old. Why are you here? Yeah. Shut up. Um, and then, I think in the men's game. If the rumours are true about Stuart Hogg, Stuart Hogg, yeah, um, don't know why I said it like that. He he's one of my favourite players, genuine, amazing fullback. Obviously, love a fullback, don't I? But great bloke as well. Is he great bloke? Wonderful wife, like what a couple. Laureus ambassador, Laureus ambassador. Yeah, so hopefully get to do some stuff through Laureus with him. Anyway, um, if it's the rumours are true about him being injured, France Scotland's going to be an interesting one. I mean, France. Are dreadful currently scotland have got a number of injuries as well so uh ryan wilson's also out now for the rest of the tournament Ooh. and he has been uh hugely influential for them as part of their back row they're already missing john barkley and i mean he was i'm a massive ryan wilson fan uh love what he does at glasgow think he's a an exceptionally um fun bloke to watch on a rugby pitch as well Is and it wrong, he's the one who uh started the beef with owen farrell in the tunnel before the calcutta uh, cup last year so sorry i interrupted then that's all right but i'm not actually sorry because i wanted to say is it wrong that every time you talk i want to laugh <laughs> is that any different to when we're not recording a podcast <laughs> harsh the uh the other big game we haven't talked about it because we did say that we weren't just going to talk about women's rugby but actually this first pod there's been plenty to talk about um let's because you're English, wish you were Welsh, I'm Welsh. Uh, the men's game. Ooh. Ooh. At the Principality. At the Principality. You know, one place I wish I'd been able to play um, and I think would be amazing is, um, or as was, Millennium Stadium. I love that Dan Carter says it's the best stadium in the world. 
I went there for the World Cup in 2015. Took my dad Which there. Which game? Um, New Zealand v Georgia. Great. Oh my God. It was absolutely ending people for fun, the game. They just, Georgians were going wild, New Zealand, like classy. And I've only ever been there, must admit, I've been invited as a guest a couple of times and been in like hospitality it's been prawn nice. sandwiches yeah um but then that's i always think going to hospitality at a stadium is like with rugby it's like eating pizza with a knife and fork <laughs> it's not like getting it you don't do yeah. that well you do you do it if you're with your posh mates yeah. you, or you eat pizza with a knife and fork if you're not quite sure what the person opposite you is going to do yeah or you're I, wearing a white t-shirt yeah I, I i sometimes do and then just risk it for a biscuit sloppy because yeah. you're a sc- scruffy girl no i go would you go for thin crust or fat? Thin crust every time. Yeah. Anyway, pineapple um, on it. So that's I. But then we were up in what the top tier. Yeah. Genuinely middle tier. You would have been if you're in a corporate box. No, no, no. When I went with my dad. Oh, sorry. When you took Jim, yeah. I struggled getting up the stairs. Not going to lie, my knee was a bit sore because I was still injured. Um, even though I'm five foot four, only just fitted in the seats. But um. That is unbelievable. No wonder it's amazing the atmosphere because yeah. it's steep as it's basically vertical. Well, it's basically you said, a climbing wall. Have you ever watched? <laughs> a, have you ever been to a game in uh, Le Stade de France? Because that, I mean, you need your crampons for that. That oh, really? is like mountain climbing. Yeah, it was unbelievable. But um, that was a good game. But do you know what? It's interesting. I've obviously been to that stadium countless times in my life and have watched Wales win Grand Slams there and Six Nations and was there for the infamous 33 match which was an absolute stonker in terms of crowds but the greatest atmosphere I've ever experienced there um, until May when the Spice Girls visit probably was during the World Cup and it was for the Island France I thought game. you were going to say during the World War <laughs> anyway um, so what were we talking about so yeah um, Wales v England men's I'm going to call it. Go on. England will win by 19. You are having an absolute <laughs> laugh. Who are you? All right, 32. All right, they'll win by 32. <laughs> Lee Halfpenny's back. That will be key. We'll have the bomb diffuser there as well, Liam Williams. Hello. Um, we'll be dealing with whatever he's thrown all day or kicked at all day uh, but most importantly Mako Vanapola's out absolutely changes the scrum for England so yeah true however um, can I just I just had this flashback I don't know whether it's because I was thinking oh who covers the front I don't even know why I had this flashback um, Johnny May I mean legend last weekend <laughs> I know what you're going to say um, when he scrummaged on Mako Vanapola's tried to stick his head up his bum no he, no, he didn't he, he, he hooked his leg basically Thank God, Mako is strong because I I I don't know how Mako like turns around and like hits him, like, but still wins the scrum. But do you know what I was <laughs> on with, one leg? Um, I was with Adam Jones and Joe Marler doing a shoot for BBC Scrum Five the other day. Name drop. And uh, sorry about me. Just after I'd interviewed Danny Care. Sorry about me. Um, and <laughs> Nolly's just spat a drink back into her glass. I'm um this is what happens and this is why I thought it would be a good idea to do a pod with LJ because genuinely every time she talks I laugh. I'm not quite sure whether it's because she's got well, we goggly blue eyes. Home. Or... Well we were flying. Well I've got what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm jokes, jokes, lols. Woo. 
when we were flying back from Australia, the air hostess walked down the aisle as I said something to Nolly and she spat her tea all over a dinner tray in front of her. I was so embarrassed. No, you weren't. You were happy that I laughed that hard at your joke. Do do you know why that was like the greatest flight of my life? Because you taught me that you can unlock the toilet doors from outside on an aeroplane. I can't believe you didn't know that. I mean, to be fair, the one person you don't want knowing that is Heather Fisher. Because every trip you'd be, you'd go to the loo, you'd be knackered, you'd forget. She'd creep down out behind you and open it and then... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So there's so there's one for everyone that, at home. If you need to know how to do it, or want not need to know if you want to know, um, tweet us. Tweet us and we'll tell you the secret. Slide into our DMs. Why do people say slide into your DM? Sounds a bit creepy, doesn't it? Is that why it's supposed to be like that? Is yeah, it be I like- think so. When I get like the creepy Instagram ones, I like to send them to Nolly just to show her the kind of calibre of man that's trying his best. Just to know, um, this is a side note, anyone that uh, wants to... Let us know they're free and single, ready to mingle, like a Pringle. Um, drop us a line. Drop us a line. Well, yeah, include me just so I can um, screen it and uh, and pick. I Put can help the you. Put on the yes pile and the I no pile. I can help you because clearly you haven't had the best of choices because otherwise you'd be with him, wouldn't you? Thanks. Bad choices. Bad well, decisions maybe. make good stories. Yeah, we'll get onto those in later pods. Later pods. And maybe that's a good place to leave it. So until next time, friends. Ta-ra. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.